Well, hello, you guys. It has been quite a while. I think that, I don't know, it's been, got to be over a month um, since we've talked. And today is April 12th. It's Easter Sunday. It's beautiful here in Texas today. And I felt inspired to talk to you again because honestly, you guys, I just, I haven't been able to find that creative spark with all of this coronavirus stuff going on. Um, you know, I've been, I don't want to say distracted, but I just lost that. I lost the thread or the importance of what we talk about here on this show. And, you know, I think understandably, right? I mean, we're all going through this brand new thing. And what was interesting, like the first week that went by that I didn't record, I was very anxious, felt like I was letting you guys down. Um, The second week went by and it got a little less, um, it felt a little less bad. And I I started to realize I, I was kind of proud of myself in the sense that I think that the old high achiever in me would have just come to the microphone and said whatever, even though I didn't have anything really to say. So I was just processing this whole situation. So I'm I'm really proud of myself that I waited for that moment, which is today, which is I started to feel it this morning, like I wanted to talk to you guys again. And I was in a place where I had something meaningful to share, right? Because that's what this is all about. This is about helping each other. And I was in a place where I just was not going to be helpful to anyone. So, um, so I'm excited to be here with you guys today. And what's interesting is, and I know my last episode was all about how excited I was for my, you know, air quotes, immersive march, which I mean, didn't, I mean, it happened a little bit. I, we, we, I was able to get two live in-person growth labs um, under the wire and my trip to New York City um, happened. But what was really interesting is that during that trip, um, that's when I think we went, we went to sleep no more on that Wednesday night, March 11th. And I think then Thursday, Broadway shut down. And that's when it started to get really real for me. Um, and I was supposed to stay the whole weekend and do a bunch of other things, but I flew home the next day. Um, obviously, you know, I wanted to be safe and for myself and also, um, not contribute to, you know, spreading the virus if I had. I don't, I didn't have it. I have not been sick. So um, thank God for that. But, you know, it's really sad that all of the stuff that I was so looking forward to, my trip to Marfa, the Immersive Design Summit, which was um, supposed to happen at the end of March, and that was postponed. Um, so life in general for all of us has has completely changed. And, um, you know, I've been going back and forth with watching the news. And now I haven't watched it for about a week. And I normally, in my normal course of of living, I don't watch that. I don't watch TV at all, like, like regular TV, including news. I just watch Netflix and Amazon Prime and that kind of thing. Because news, the news um, to me is never good, right? Um, or hardly ever good. And I just find that it doesn't help me stay in the kind of state that I like to be in, um, where I can create and um, engage with the world. So I started watching the news again, and obviously, right, all of it has been coronavirus 24 hours, understandably, I guess, but um, 
In spots, it's been helpful to keep me informed, but I would say 90% of the time it's not helpful because it just doesn't lead anywhere good for me. So I stopped watching the news again. And um, what's been really interesting, I think, about the last month for me, um, and I can only give you, right? I can only share my version and what I what I you know believe to be true, what I see, and how I'm interpreting things. Um, but what's really interesting is that I'm seeing a lot of this need to take some kind of action, right? And what what I mean by that is in my in my job, right? My corporate role. And I'm sure this is true about corporations and companies across the country and the world. So much of our, I don't want to say freedom, but our ability to move about, you know, our lives has changed and control has been taken away, right? When you can't go to the places that you're used to going, when you can't go to your job or your work and see your people, you can't go visit your family, you can't go to, to most stores, you you know, you you had to stop your normal way of life or what you what you knew to be normal. Um, that feels like, or it can feel like for for most of us that our control is gone. Right, we don't have control over our lives because so much is happening that we don't have control over. So, what I'm seeing is this this need to be in constant action. People, you know, in in my company, certainly, um, I see companies and businesses all across, you know, the country, whether it's on on, um, Instagram, on LinkedIn, people that I know, people that I talk to on Zoom calls. um, We have this knee-jerk response to wanting to, to want to do things that make us feel like we're in control. And I'll give you a, I'll give you an example. I, and I can only talk about my corporate role because I have the most insight into that. So, what's really interesting is our our clients are advertisers, and since so much of the for local businesses all over the country, since so much of the world has changed, um, and and things are not the same, there are a lot of p- businesses that are making the choice to pull back on advertising, and which is. And, you know, and a lot of experts will tell you, and I truly believe it's the wrong time to do that. Um, I think you need to double down now, but everyone needs to do what they need to do for their business and what feels right for them. I will say that. Um, but people people are pulling back and there's a lot of fear, right? Because that's money that the company doesn't have now. So there's everyone, and when I say everyone, it feels like everyone is now scrambling to try and come up with things and ways to counteract that, right? To to show that we're here and to show all the reasons why you should still advertise and all of that is good. And I actually, in the last three weeks, I've done some of my best work personally um, and I've had a lot of fun doing it. So there's been great good that comes from that, but because everyone, everyone, the collective we is having this, knee-jerk response to do, 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 right? All my high achievers out there, you, you, I'm talking directly to you. You probably feel it in your bones and in all of your cells right now. We want to do and we want to control so much more at work, number one, because we want to feel like we're helping, 
right? And that makes sense, right? Especially in a time of great need across the country, across the, the world and the universe, we feel like we want to be contributing. So any, any way for us to be physically or mentally doing something to contribute to helping people, it's, it's just our human condition, we want to do that. Um, but I would argue, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to generalize here, you guys. So um, I think, though, 50% of what we are all doing, and I don't just mean at my work, but I mean across the country right now, in corporate roles, in businesses, in, in the scramble to help, I think 50% of it is falling flat. It is not having the impact um, that we want it to have. And, and I really believe it's because we're just not thinking things through, right? We're we all in in our rush to help, in our rush to show value, in our rush to try and take back some kind of control because we we don't have it in our personal lives. So we really want to double down on control and impact and value in our in our jobs. It's it's really hard to have deep impact when everyone's rushing to get stuff out the door. And you probably like I can feel all of you collectively shaking your heads with me because I know you know what I'm talking about, um, and that's not to say it's all not all coming from a good place. And that's like I said, that's not to say that it's all not good work. I think I think fifty percent of it is really really good, but I think that, and and it, and it feels good to do the work, right? especially for the high achievers, because this is like our time to shine, you guys, right? Like, oh, crisis mode? Oh, absolutely. I can do crisis mode. Um, and and we, we rush to want to fill the gaps and solve the issues and make the hurt and pain go away by doing a project, by doing this, by getting this out the door, this pro. So there, there's, there's a lot of that going on. And... I realized that in the last like week and a half, I started getting caught up in it, right? I had this resistance to it at first because I've worked so hard to get to get out of that mode, right? Which I was, and you guys have heard me talk about this on the show um, many times, right? I spent most of my life um, as a high achiever, hitting that high achievers threshold where I thought I could do more, be more successful, have more impact if I just worked harder and longer, and and had more to show for it, right? Air quotes. So I offer what if we what if we slowed down a little bit? What if we stopped the knee-jerk reacting? What if we collectively took a couple of breaths together and got really thoughtful about what would help both short-term and long-term, right? Because there's things we can do that will impact short-term and things we can do that will impact long-term. And I believe that the, the real impact comes right now from taking a beat, being really thoughtful, going narrow and deep on something, right? And put like doubling down on a really, really good idea and going deep with it instead of reacting to everybody's wants, desires, and needs, and panic state, um, 
that, that because we're all living through this thing that we've never lived through and everyone's having different reactions and ev- the expectations are up, people are scared, um, rightly so in a lot of cases. Um, but when we come from that place of fear and wanting to please and wanting to fix all of the things, we can't connect with that thread that we can weave through um, really specific things and less things to make the kind of impact that would really, really make a difference. And, and I'm leaving this broad, not because I'm trying to be cryptic, because, but because I know a lot of you work in different, you know, from small businesses to really large businesses, um, spanning lots and lots of different industries. So whether it's a project, whether it's a campaign, whether, you know, it's, it's a team effort, whether it's, uh, you know, whatever it is for you, I offer and I invite you this week to start, just start questioning is, are all of the things that you're doing as a team or as a leader or even as an individual having the kind of impact that you want it to or that it could if you were to dial back on some other things that are keeping you busy and it feels good to do but is really not having an impact. So really get Get intentional, get thoughtful, slow down, it's okay, right? Let's take a collective breath together so we can have both short-term and long-term impact in whatever field and whatever industry you're in. The other thing that I'm noticing, um, for me, for my team members, we're all going through this at different stages of emotion at any given time. And I think also when we, when we get caught up in projects that feel really good and that are exciting, um, and where you feel like everything's on the line and you're really going to help a lot of people in times of crisis, that can also, you can also do some really interesting spiritual bypassing by doing that. And what I mean by that is not really being in touch with your feelings of how you're processing this very real traumatic event um, in history, in the world, right, in our lives. When we throw ourselves into things that also distract us, it's going to likely catch up. And it absolutely caught up with me. Um, I would say probably midway through last week, all, all of the frenetic um, work to get all of the things out the door and to serve powerfully um, caught up with me. And I was just depleted from, a, from an emotional perspective, from a leadership perspective. Um, and... I realize that, and I want to share with you, um, it's okay to be vulnerable with your people and tell them if you're having a hard time. Like, they're not going to think less of you, right? They're not going to um, crumble because they see you having a hard time. It's going to allow them to voice, you know what, I was feeling the same way maybe last week, or they might feel more inclined to share with you 
in the future when they go through a tough time. And and I think, you know, leading teams for a lot of years, I, I learned this early on. The and and once I got over my, you know, the the armor that I used to wear, and I talk about this in earlier episodes, the you know, the the real armor that I used to wear where I was super disconnected from from my ability to truly connect deeply with people. Um, in the past, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, this would have been an issue for me, but it's not anymore. And my team, no, I mean, my team experiences me being vulnerable with them. And I, and I know that we are stronger and my individual relationships with each one of them and collectively we're stronger because of that. So, you know, as a leader, honor your own experience with this, right? Be vulnerable, listen, right? When you're, when you're, team members or co-workers talk to you about the time that they're having and they're venting or they're really sharing vulnerable information and feelings with you, you don't have to fix it. You don't have to give them suggestions on what they need to do. All you need to do to be really powerful for them is just hold space for them and listen, right? That's what the best leaders are doing right now. And then the third thing that I'm seeing that's re- that's I'm sure you guys are seeing it all over Instagram. And you might have dif- a different opinion than me and that's cool. Um that's a big part of what we talk about on the show. Everyone's opinion is valid. But I'm seeing a lot of uh on LinkedIn, on Instagram like now's the time to you know, clean your closets and learn a new language and really double down on, you know, fixing you or, you know, or in any whatever incantation that, you know, that comes in. Um, but you guys know what I'm talking about, right? D- double down on your business and what whatever, the, you know, the posts. And if you're doing that and that feels good, great. Um, it does not feel good for me. Like that's way too much pressure for me right now. I don't have the emotional and spiritual spiritual energy to do more than I'm doing. And I am allowing myself a lot more time to rest, decompress, and not expect anything of myself, which you guys know in the past would have been like, there's no way. I would have been doing, doing, doing all the time. Um, and I offer sometimes it feels, it doesn't feel good to rest. Sometimes it, I feel super anxious. Sometimes I feel like I'm coming out of my skin, <laughs> right? I feel like gosh, I should be doing something. I have all this free time. And another interesting thing that's going to be coming up for me that is going to be the first time I'm in life I'm experiencing this is my company's doing furloughs. And I don't know if you guys are experiencing this too. I would love to hear um, if you are and, and how you're dealing with it. But for the next three months, um, we each have to take like a week off unpaid um, each month. And my furlough week is the last week of April. And I'm kind of like stressing out a little bit about it. Aside from the money thing, right? That's a whole nother subject. But like, okay, that's a lot of time that I can't go anywhere or do anything really um, to distract myself. Like the fun things, right? Like go get a pedicure, go shopping, go to the museum, go, you know, go for you know, my favorite place in Legacy West in, um, in Plano um, to get some, you know, to get a cappuccino and, you know, or go to the bookstore. I don't have, I don't have the distractions 
um, that I would would have had if we weren't in this situation. So um, it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be me and me, right? And that's not to say, look, I know I can connect with people on Zoom and on, you know, call them and I get all that, but I, but I'm just, I'm getting a little anxious and I wonder, um, I wonder if any of you are going through the same thing. I'd love to hear how you're um, dealing with your furlough. I think it's, it's a really, for me, it's a really interesting thing. So I offer, it's okay to just not do anything. And, and this is as much I'm offering this to myself, you guys, as much as I'm offering this to you. Um, and a lot of times on this podcast, you know, the teachings um, and the viewpoints that I'm offering you are so that I can also adopt them or think about them or consider them. Um, a lot of them I've done myself, right? Through my own work, through coaching, with clients, with my team. But a lot of them are also ways that I get to work through my thing. So I'm just going to let myself just be um, as as uncomfortable as that might feel and not feel the pressure um, to accomplish anything new because anyone on Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook says that I should use or the collective we should be using our, this time to be productive. I just, I reject that for me. If that works for you, I think that's awesome. But I just reject that for myself. I also, um, I also love right now. And if, you know, and you guys all know immersive theater is my, my thing. Um, even though the immersive theater in-person things are, um, are canceled, right? Cause you can't go to anything. I love just how art does not stop and it just morphs. And, um, if, if you go to, and I've mentioned this before, noprocenium.com, um, it usually has a list of like the now playing in all different parts of the country. And now it has a page or a section called indoor kids you guys, there are so many virtual immersive experiences that are popping up that never existed before, right? This stuff, like maybe a little bit, maybe like little experiences, but art is going to, art is going to seep out through the cracks because just because it's constricted in one area, it's going to force new openings. It's going to force us to consider it no matter what. It's not going to hide. And I'm seeing like, pod plays and tech, text and phone call immersive experience and plays and um, just in, incredible virtual experiences, um, whether that's social media or um, actual, you know, VR. So if you're into, and I know a lot of you guys listening um, are also immersive theater geeks, go to noprocentium.com find the indoor kids section and there is an, a plethora of experiences that you guys can dive into. And one of my favorite, favorite people, um, Nick Atkinson, he was, um, or is, cause I still, I think he's like going to come back to New York. He's in, he's in LA now. Um, but he was Maximilian at, um, at sleep no more at the Manderley, the man on the bar. And he's, he's offering, um, on Sunday nights, bedtime stories. He's reading, um, the play slash book, Rebecca. 
chapters of it each week as a bedtime story. And I also have seen um, live readings on Instagram live with different actors and players. So I just, I love how art morphs to fill, fill the space, whatever the space is. And there's no constriction that we can do um, artificially to suppress it. And that's just the beauty of it. Art, art is existing and finding ways to be in our face, which is, that's its job, right? To reflect back to us what, what we're ex- collectively experiencing as well as um, alternatively, um, right next to it, like a distraction from what we are collectively experiencing by showing us work, what we're collectively experiencing. So it, it's just super interesting the way that art is um, just filling the void um, just in new and fun and unexpected ways. And I'm loving every minute of it. Um, the other thing that I'm really, some funny things that I'm noticing about myself and my existence inside of this pandemic, this, this, that we're all experiencing together is when, when, um, because Darren's been home, he's been in Texas a lot um, for many consecutive weeks, which is, you guys know, it's not normal. He's usually here, between here and New York um, every few weeks. Um, but I didn't realize how important coffee was to me because because um, back when this first started and like supermarkets, like the shelves were bare, right? And I think supermarkets have done a great job keeping up with demand now like you can go to supermarkets and well there's still still not any toilet paper anywhere like the like eggs and you know milk and pasta and things like people were freaking out and buying in the beginning like they're able to keep that in stock but I went crazy on Amazon and ordered so much coffee or espresso because I drink only Americanos now I switched from regular coffee because it was just too acidic but I over or I ordered like like six like jars or whatever canisters of espresso from Amazon. I forgot I ordered them and I ordered ordered more. So this week I don't know how how much coffee is coming, um, which is pretty interesting. But I I don't know if you guys are drinking more coffee, but I'm definitely drinking more coffee. Um, it's I think it's more of a comf- more of a ritualistic thing, not so much to because I love the taste and I love the ritualness of it. Not necessarily because I just want it. I think it's just a soothing, um, self-soothing mechanism. Well, that's really interesting. I didn't realize that until I said that out loud to you guys. I know I was drinking more of it. I didn't realize why. But that all just came stream of consciousness. So that's pretty interesting. I'm also enjoying my backyard. Um, we got like a outdoor sort of sectional thing under the gazebo because it gets super hot here in Texas but we just had like a regular table and chairs under there and we put that on next door for free and somebody came and took it a couple weeks ago and we got this really cool sectional and Darren's Darren made a really neat um like a planter thing where it's like a planter and then like shelves and you can put like plant you know, plants in all different boxes. It's really cool. Um, so we're going to be doing some more planting and um, just enjoying the space that we have. And I feel really grateful to have what I have. Like I'm noticing things about my house and just my immediate surroundings that 
I don't think I ever would have noticed before. Or maybe not in the way I'm noticing and appreciating them. So I'm loving that. I'm also loving having him home, honestly. We went to the supermarket this morning and I said, like, I really like the feeling of actively feeling like, you know, in a partnership. And not like I don't feel like I'm in a partnership with him when I'm, when he's in New York, but the physicalness and the closeness and the proximity and just having someone to go through this with um, has been really, really important for me and I'm just loving it. So I wanted to, I just wanted to share all of that with you guys. And I think that, well, I know we're going to get through it, right? There's no, there's no not getting through this. It's, it's, it's going to be a new way of being. And, you know, you know, some say, you know, this is, this is Mother Earth forcing us to slow down as a, a collective society. Maybe there's some truth to that. Um, maybe this is just random something that happened. I don't know. I always like to try and find the meaning and, and or create a meaning for myself. And slowing down in the next week or so, slowing down and being more thoughtful and being more deliberate and doing less but having a bigger impact is going to be something that I'm really focused on and I'm offering up to the universe and to myself as a human, to my team as a leader and to my company as an employee. I'm going to be more thoughtful, um, slower, more deliberate and have a, a lot more impact because of it. And I invite you all to do the same. So again, I would love to hear how you're um, handling this, how you're going through it, where you're thriving, where you're, where you're challenged, and what you want me to talk about in, in the upcoming weeks. It's so, so great to be talking with you guys again. My name is Tracy Oswald, and this is Life Immersed. <laughs>